Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as the Lord allows us, this time every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 o'clock, and then we repeat the program those same days at 10 o'clock at night. I'm praying you're having a very happy and holy Easter day. He is risen. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. And uh, today is Easter Day, as it has been since uh, Sunday, and will continue to be Easter Day right through this coming Sunday. Remember, so great a solemnity is this beautiful, beautiful day that uh, the Church celebrates it as one day for eight long days. Uh, Not long enough, though. I wish that we have a 50-day Easter season, too. So anyway, I'm happy you're here, my friends. Again, happy Easter to you in spite of everything else that we're uh, experiencing, we are rejoicing in the glory of the Lord, the risen Lord, who uh, we celebrate the, that wonderful, wonderful day, uh, rising from the dead, opening up the gates of heaven to all. And so I'm happy that you are here. I'm happy that uh, we could be a part of your day, your Easter day, and have been. I hope uh, you enjoyed our Easter music that we played for you on Sunday, uh, a full 11 hours nonstop of <laughs> Easter music. Uh, what a great way to celebrate that Easter day, and of course, continuing now today. So uh, we're going to pray first, and then um, share with you some of the Holy Father's uh, messages from over the weekend. But also, I thought what we'd do uh, throughout this Easter season, you know, I love the Acts of the Apostles. I think we can learn a great lesson from the entire Holy Bible, of course, but Especially today, I think the Acts of the Apostles, we go back to that first century church and really study what was it about that church, of course, the, the, act, the action of the Holy Spirit, certainly, and, and the apostles, but what can we learn in making our church once again as vibrant uh, as that first century church? So I thought what we'd do each day that we're together is just read that day's Mass reading from the Acts and reflect on it a little bit. So we'll do that as well. But first, we're going to pray. As always, my friends, wherever you are listening, of course, all of our audio platforms are up and running. Our four stations that we have here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania uh, are streaming audio from our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. I hope you've downloaded our free mobile app, uh, which is free to anybody who would like it, because you can also stream audio there as well. You can also watch the program because we're coming to you live on our video platforms, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia, and streaming live video on our homepage as well at domesticchurchmedia.org. You can get all of that, both the audio and the video, on our free mobile app, plus much, much more. I'll talk about that that in a little bit. Uh, Also, if you have the Amazon 
or Google Home speaker devices, all you have to say is play domestic church media, and our audio will stream on those devices as well. And uh, I know Cheryl and I on Sunday, we had it on uh, our, uh, although we do live in the, in the listing area of 1260, but uh, we had on our, our home speakers, our Amazon Alexa device in our home and had the music playing all day long. And uh, it just, again, the technology that's available to us, we have to use. We hear domestic church media because we have to proclaim uh, this wonderful news that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead during this beautiful Easter season. So we're going to pray an Easter prayer. We're going to pray our prayer to St. Michael and the beautiful Subtum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother. And uh, I invite you, my friends, wherever you are right now, uh, to join us. And we begin, as we begin all good things, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And here's an Easter prayer that is attributed to St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Lord, you have passed over into new life, and you now invite us to pass over also. In these past days, we have grieved at your suffering and mourned at your death. We have given ourselves over to repentance and prayer, to abstinence and gravity. Now at Easter, you tell us that we have died to sin. Yet, if this be true, how can we remain on earth? How can we pass over to your risen life while we are still in this world? Will we not be just as meddlesome, just as lazy, just as selfish as before? Will we not be bad-tempered and stubborn and meshed in all the vices of the past? We pray that as we pass over to you, our faces will never look back. Instead, let us, like you, make heaven on earth. And we'll pray, as our Holy Father asked us to pray, to St. Michael the Archangel, uh, and also the beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium Prayer, with the specific intention of protecting the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God, do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for joining me. And, and again, from, from all of us here at Domestic Church Media, Cheryl and I and our board of directors, our volunteers, we wish you a very blessed and holy Easter day. And, you know, again, Easter is celebrated for eight days, just like Christmas is. Within that octave, every day this week is an Easter day, as as much of an Easter day today as Sunday. So, I hope that you are still rejoicing and celebrating. You know, we don't have uh, anywhere to go, right? Staying at home. And I was reflecting on this a little bit over the weekend on, on Easter Sunday. Now, of course, Cheryl and I are very blessed that we're able to come over here to the radio station where we have the chapel, we have the tabernacle, and uh, we put on the uh, broadcast mass from EW Tennis. We put on all the masses throughout the Triduum with Bishop O'Connell Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. 
um, here at the station. And so we had the opportunity to be before the risen Lord in the tabernacle. Um, but we were, we were praying throughout those days, and I was kind of reflecting them when we left here and went back home, uh, again, just the two of us. And I was thinking about it here as I was sitting in the chapel and how all the churches are empty. I think Father's homily was about the empty churches. You know, I think Bishop, too, uh, you know, we, we, on Easter Day, we, we, we meditate on the, the empty tomb and how many churches throughout this country and, and in other parts of the world on Easter Sunday, the day when in a normal year, that's probably the, the crowdest, most you know, those uh, churches would be on Easter Day, Easter Sunday, right? Uh, you know, be at full capacity. And this year, they were all empty. But I was praying about this and thinking the Lord was kind of placing it on my heart that, you know, we weren't able to be in the church building that we normally go to, but we were still a church, weren't we? If we really adhere to what the church teaches about the family and the home, we were celebrating Easter in our domestic church, every single family. And isn't that beautiful? In our, and today still, on this Easter day, I'm sure most of you are listening or watching from your home, it's your domestic church. And uh, it's a way to sanctify that abode in which you live with the people that God has placed in your life. The most important people in your lives are there with you. So we mustn't lament necessarily, especially during this joyful week, this glorious week. We should be rejoicing and, and celebrating and feasting and uh, praying and, and making our homes, our domestic churches, places of great joy this week. And I, this is the beauty of what we can do here for you. As I was, again, I mentioned to you, Cheryl and I were listening on Sunday at our home, and uh, just the two of us, and uh, we had the music on, and we, were, we, we, we didn't bake a ham on Easter Day. It was a beautiful day. We barbecued a couple of steaks out in the backyard. <laughs> um, but the music was playing, and, and we were receiving such wonderful um, notes and, and emails and comments on our Facebook page. From so many, I think I think someone even sent Cheryl a video where they they took their speaker outside. As upon my recommendation, you might recall from last week, they took their speaker outside and, were, and they were playing the Easter music in their neighborhood uh, on their porch there, which is great. And I, I'm very honored and humbled. We both are that we are able to through the work we do here at the Apostolate to be a, a link back to the foundation of our of our faith in so many ways through these broadcasts 24-7. Our doors are not shut. You can't lock up the, the, the radio signal. It's broadcasting. It's out there. And it's reaching many, many hearts. I know it is. Probably more listeners now than we've had in a long time because people, are, they're, they're looking, they're hungering, they're thirsting. And so to me, it's so important that we're able to do what we do. We are very humbled uh, by the opportunities we have to to be here, because it's just Cheryl and me, and so we can go from our home into our car over here to the radio station with no threats of anything, you know, no virus or anything like that. We're, we don't have to wear masks in the buildings here because we're just going from home to the to, to, to our uh, our second home, really, <laughs> here at the station, and able to serve you, to serve the church, to serve the Lord. 
So we must rejoice throughout this beautiful Easter week and then throughout the Easter season. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. All this other stuff that we're being faced with in, in our world, it is of the world. And it, it, we, Jesus has overcome all of that. He's overcome the world. He's overcome sin and death. So we need to allow ourselves and our spirits to be lifted. And I'm praying that what we bring you here is helping with that. I'm praying that our music that on Sunday, I'm praying that our uh, beautiful liturgies, the masses, the rosaries we pray. Oh, by speaking of the rosary, by the way, I got a comment. People are wondering why we played the Glorious Mysteries. We're playing the Glorious Mysteries throughout the entire week because it's still Easter. It's an Easter day. So it's, the Glorious Mysteries throughout this week are, are prayed because it is one Easter day. Uh, if you pray the Liturgy of the Hours, you know that, and note that the, the Psalms, the antiphons are the same antiphons we prayed on Sunday. We pray them throughout this week. Um, so anyway, it's a beautiful, beautiful time. We rejoice in the risen Lord. And um, I thank you, my brothers and sisters, for allowing us to be a part of of your Easter celebration. We also want to thank the Lord in a special way because uh, Cheryl and I received a very a very nice surprise on Easter Sunday when, uh, uh, although we didn't visit with any of our family, we were home, but our, our, uh, our son and daughter-in-law uh, uh, created a little display at their home um, and sent it to us, and we noticed that there were, they had a little Easter basket and Easter eggs with bunnies, and there was a mommy bunny, a mommy bunny and a daddy bunny and, and two little baby bunnies or, or two little grandchildren, and then there was a third egg in the scene. So thanks be to God, we, we have another grandchild on the way. So uh, we're excited about that. He or she is due in October, and uh, we'll just keep praying for uh, our, especially our daughter-in-law and her pregnancy and our little our little baby that we can't wait to hold like we have uh, such great love in, in, in our first two grandchildren. So we thank God for that. But that was that was a nice surprise for us. Um, let me go to this. Let's go to the Acts of the Apostles because it's today's reading, today's first reading. And as I said earlier, uh, you know, I love the Acts of the Apostles. I just think it's it's to me, and I'm 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 also a New Testament guy. I mean, the Old Testament, God, you know, God's Word, of course. I just have a, a I gravitate to the New Testament in many ways, and the, and, and the Acts of the Apostles are very special to me because it. it it shows the the church in its infancy, and the great zeal with which the members of our church would, you know, not count the cost. They wouldn't. They, 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 nothing could stop them. They they wanted to proclaim this great message of of hope and joy in Jesus, and the Acts expressed that very well. So let's read today's first reading. And, and by the way, I'm on the Domestic Church Media app because one of the options, uh, selections on our mobile app is you can choose the readings of the day. And so that's what I'm doing. So this is a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. On the day of Pentecost, Peter said to the Jewish people, let the whole house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and asked Peter and the other apostles, What are we to do, my brothers? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises made to you and to your children and to all those far off, whomever the Lord our God will call. He testified with many other arguments and was exhorting them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. 
those who accept his message were baptized, and about 3,000 persons were added that day. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, this This is from Acts um, 2, verses 36 to 41, on the day of Pentecost. Well, we know, having just gone through the uh, Easter Triduum, we saw in a very magnified way, because we saw it really throughout our Lord's public ministry, Peter, who is appointed the um, head of the church on earth, had many weaknesses. You know, he was a very simple man. Uh, and and we saw those weaknesses, as I said, magnified on Good Friday when he denied our Lord three times. And none of the apostles, except for St. John, even followed our Lord to the cross. They hid. They were afraid. And even when having seen later on, of course, our Lord appeared to them, uh, they, it was that, that first Pentecost that really set them out on mission. And so we're told in today's first reading from the Acts that it was the day of Pentecost, and Peter went out boldly to speak to the people. And I remember you know, 50 days earlier, he was denying he even knew Jesus. And now here he is standing up in, in spite of what could be certain death or threats or imprisonment or arrest. He told the people, let the whole house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. And they asked Peter and the apostles, what are we supposed to do? What do we do now? And Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. That alone could get him, have gotten him arrested or murdered. The public witness they were giving to Jesus, but it was the Holy Spirit, the descent of the Holy Spirit on that Pentecost day that set them out in mission. And you know, my brothers and sisters, you and I need to take that same lead. This is what I'm hoping and I'm praying will be one of the fruits of the current situation we find ourselves in. Don't we all pray that when the doors of the church are opened once again, when public mass is celebrated once again, when the sacraments are available to the public once again that droves of people will find themselves gravitating toward the church again. We'll have realized what it was that we had that right now is not available to us. But one day when it is once again available, the church, we, the church, will once again run to the churches, to the building, to attend Mass as often as possible, to receive the Eucharist, to go to confession, to practice our faith, to give witness, to be a herald of the gospel and the risen Lord, whose feast we celebrate throughout this, this week. We receive this same Holy Spirit, my brothers and sisters, at our baptism, at our confirmation, the same Holy Spirit that descended upon the apostles, we've received in those sacraments. 
No different, no no less powerful. It, it's not a, another version of the Holy Spirit that, you know, uh, that the apostles got and we get something different. No, it's the same Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit sets, sends us out on mission to boldly proclaim Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead. Every one of us has that obligation. And in today's first reading, when Peter speaks to the people, and they say, well, what should we do? And Peter says, repent. Repent and be baptized, every single one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Again, there's not different levels of Holy Spirit. This is the same Holy Spirit that the apostles received at Pentecost that we receive in our baptism and at confirmation. And he testified with many other arguments, the reading tells us, and was exhorting them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation 2,000 years ago. How much more corrupt has the generation become? Generation after generation after generation. You know, a funny thing is, and again, we, we think about all, I'm sure you are as well, you think about all these things that are, that are going on and happening and, and uh, you know, uh, entertainment has been shut down. All those people who make their movies and earn a living making their films and television, it's all shut down. People who make millions and millions of dollars aren't working because the movie industry is shut down. Sports is shut down. Now, you know, I'm a big baseball fan. I I miss watching baseball, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, here are these guys that are making, have multi-million dollar contracts. How many people will go sit in a, in a, in a, in a, baseball or football stadium when when things get back to a sense of normalcy. Priorities have shifted. Like like St. Peter said to, to the people on this day, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. It's the simple things that are giving people joy these days. You can't, you can't go out to the movie. You can't go out to eat. You can't go out to a sporting event. You can't go out window shopping or going to the malls. You can't do any of that stuff. You're forced to stay home in your domestic church with the people that are most important to you in your life. In, in, a, in, a, in a beautiful way, you know, what looked like a very uh, tragic situation. And granted, people have died from this thing, and not as many as they said. But any death is, is, is a tragedy. But on the, the, the other side of the, the, the story, as I said, and I was reflecting on this on Easter Sunday, all the churches were empty. You know, we watched, and I'm sure you did too, because we broadcast them here, uh, Bishop O'Connell with his uh, Holy Thursday liturgy and Good Friday and, and, and the vigil uh, and uh, 
even we broadcast from Rome because you couldn't see. But if you were watching any of this on, on television, you saw that just the empty churches. But really, the churches multiplied that day. They're multiplied right now because every home is a church, should be a church. <laughs> so whereas we used to all go to one central location, now we have multiple churches Your neighborhood is filled with churches. Imagine that. Filled with domestic churches. And if people really begin to live their faith, think of the power of the church with that prayer, with that faithfulness, the practice of that faith. And we heed the words of St. Peter to the people today in today's first reading, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. And in Peter's great witness that day, this is what always amazes me, because, you know, Christians were under the threat of punishment. You know, we don't want to hear that name, they were told. Stop talking about that person. People were being thrown into prison. Yet, we're told by Peter's witness that day, And his great exhortations, those who accepted his message were baptized. About 3,000 persons were added that day. Because I think the people, just like Peter, when he was with Jesus that time, when after having given the Bread of Life uh, discourse, the people began to walk away from Jesus because they couldn't accept his teaching on the bread of life. And our Lord turned to the apostles and said, do you want to go too? But Peter said, Lord, where can we go? You have the words to eternal life. And and today, you know, people are looking, where can we go? Well, we have to look to God, look to the Lord, look to the risen Lord this Easter day. Don't be afraid to talk about your faith. Don't be afraid to talk about uh, your celebration of Easter to your neighbors, because you might find out your neighbors are just as, as, as faithful Christians as you are. But imagine this, too. As I said, you know, you just picture your neighborhood. You know, the air, picture an aerial shot. You can go onto Google Maps. Picture an aerial shot of your neighborhood and all the homes, all those domestic churches in your neighborhood and scattered throughout your, your town, your county, your state, across the country, where we used to have, you know, churches, buildings closing because people were leaving the faith. And so where there used to be maybe three or four churches in a a particular radius of any given area, especially here in the Northeast, maybe there was only one church that was still open. But now the churches have multiplied because of every home becoming a domestic church in the celebration during this great Easter week. And it's up to you and me and all of us to live that in our homes, to make our homes places of prayer, places of holiness. These churches in miniatures, as uh, Lumen Gentium, the, uh, the uh, uh, Vatican II document described it, and John, St. John Paul II would describe the domestic church as the church in miniature. There's nowhere to go. You're there. You're in your domestic church. And we can heed the words of St. Peter to, uh, to the people that day. 
to save ourselves from this corrupt generation. And then when things begin to get back to the way, or whatever way it can get back to the way it was, we carry that on. You know, one of the tragedies, I think, of course, the great tragedy of 9-11, but in the aftermath of 9-11 for a week or two, there was an enormous outpouring of prayer, and people looked only to the Lord. But sadly, all of that began to wane not shortly after. People forgot. And I'm praying this time they don't forget. This may be, and I don't know if it's a warning or a, or a, a, a judgment in any way, but it may be a way for the Lord to allow the people of God to wake up a little bit and to, to allow ourselves to uh, um, be saved from this corrupt generation and all that it had and all that it was bringing to us. This is Easter Day. Every day this week is Easter Day. We should be celebrating. We're in our homes, our domestic churches. We should still be feasting and and celebrating and rejoicing in the risen Lord. No matter what the world is doing outside, your home where you are right now, in your home is your domestic church. And we need to make sure that we are living our, our, our faith in, in a way that is evident to anybody with whom we come in contact with. These days, you can't come in contact with anybody. We still can uh, allow our homes to become those, those places of, of sanctity, of holiness, and live our faith and share that faith with as many people as possible. And heed the words of St. Peter to allow ourselves to to, uh, be released from this evil generation, this corrupt generation, and practice our faith. All right, let me take a break. And uh, when I come back, we will um, go to the Holy Father and some of his uh, words from over the weekend. So stay where we are. There's more to come on Come to Me. for people? Have you ever wanted to use your gift of prayer to share Jesus with others and build up the body of Christ? Start a public prayer station with St. Paul Street Evangelization. Listen to people's needs, pray with them, or invite them to meet you at church. St. Paul Street Evangelization can help you get started. Find out how at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. 
And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. The Eucharist is the one presence of Jesus that's real. It is the presence of God he promised to leave. I will not leave you orphans. There is no comparison between the other presences of God. The presence of God is in his word. The presence of God is in me and you, or you would dissolve into nothingness. The presence of God is in creation, in the air we breathe. But when that priest says, this is my body, and this is my blood, that is the real presence of God. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. It is Jesus himself, alive. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. Hightstown to Humeville, Pine Beach to Penn Valley, Burlington to Bradley Beach, Seagirt to Spotswood, Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Welcome back. And uh, in just a moment, we're going to go to some of what the Holy Father had to say over the weekend. It was, uh, you know, for as stark as it was, if you were watching it, of course, we were broadcasting it here, the audio as well, um, with uh, the Holy Father in an empty St. Peter's Basilica. And any Mass you watched streamed, um, you know, there was just a very few people there, the main celebrant and and a few others perhaps. Uh, But very, very... um, very surreal. I think, you know, in many ways, we're all just waiting to wake up from all of this, right? We wake up, Cheryl and I laugh because in the morning we go downstairs, sit at the breakfast table, and 
make the same breakfast and sit looking at each other and say, deja vu all over again. Here we are. Um, but the Lord, the Lord will see us through. You know, one, one thing we say is, please don't be afraid. You know, that's the, the one message, of course, great message that we, we heard throughout Easter Sunday is, is don't be afraid. Jesus is with us. He's, he's not left us. He's, he's, he's uh, you know, we say, we say prayer, not panic, faith, not fear. And um, the people have had, you know, some, uh, we, the people, have had some scary things told uh, to us by the media and others. And uh, don't be afraid. Jesus is in control. Now, one thing I do have to bring up is, as you know, uh, we were planning to have our spring radiothon April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We postponed that. Certainly not the proper time to have that. Um, so it's not canceled. It's postponed, which means we hope to have it before uh, the summer season begins, sometime in May. Uh, but we're only going to do it if, you know, depending on where we are, how things are, you know, moving forward here. Um, but I do have to let you know that, uh, you know, our bills are still coming in. We still have the same expenses we had. Um, we do need to thank you so much to all of you who have still been sending in your donations, making online donations. Um, we really, really appreciate that because we only operate because of you. We don't receive any funding from EWTN. We don't receive any funding from the diocese that we serve. It comes from you. Now, I know things are very uncertain in many ways. People aren't sure. Some of you maybe, you know, like Cheryl got laid off from her job. Cheryl uh, furloughed, or whatever they're calling it. Um, but she hasn't worked since the you know, third week of March. Her pastor said, you know, no, the church is closed. Nobody's coming. I can't afford to pay you. So Cheryl... Uh, you know, had to apply for unemployment. Um, hopefully when things get back to normal, she'll, her job will be there for her. But we, so we know, we understand that all of a sudden what was there available to you in, in your own finances isn't there. Um, you have to make a few changes here or there. But trust in the Lord. And there are some who haven't, you know, haven't experienced that. Some of you still have your jobs, you're working, nothing has changed. Uh, so anyway, I'm, my, my, my call to you, all of you, is whatever you can do, if anything, Please don't hesitate. Don't be afraid. The Lord will not be outdone in generosity. Um, I went to the post office today. I'm only going once a week now because, you know, um, but I, so there was a nice little stack of mail. Thank you to all of you who have written and, and, and sent in your donations. Um, easy way to do it is to just make an online donation. You know, you don't have to go outside. You can just do it right from your uh, your uh, computer. You can do it right from our we- our uh, mobile app. There's a donate button there. Just donate. Hit the button. It'll, it'll take you to our donation page, and you make a donation that is good for you. It doesn't. You know, there's no preset amount. You tell the app what what amount you want to donate, or from any other mobile device. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and click on the donate now button in whatever amount you can. Um, because we, you know, our bills are still there. It costs us about $25,000 a month to operate, and uh, we have not received that uh, the past couple of months, so that's not good. We need you to help us in any way you can. And then hopefully in May, when things get back to whatever normal is, 
uh, or at least look on the upswing, we can have our radiothon and then hopefully uh, raise enough to take us to the end of the year. But um, right now, you know, uh, we we are uh, here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You want to be connected to the church in any way you can. You want to be connected to the faith. You turn off the television. I'm telling you, all that news, you got to turn it off. You got to get off the social media. It's all negative. It's all. One thing I noticed, I got to tell you, you know, I, I, I mentioned this when I was talking about the, one of the tactics that's being used. I personally, if I watch, will watch Fox News. And I'm not even watching much of that anymore. Um, but I noticed that they still have these scrolling counts of confirmed cases and deaths. And it used to be that the world numbers were on the left and the U.S. was on the right. So your focus would always be, okay, let me see how many people got it in our country, how many people have passed away as a result of this. And what they've done now is they've switched the order. So on the left-hand side now is the U.S., on the right-hand side is the world. And I had to catch myself a couple times saying, my goodness, those numbers are up over 100,000, but that's not our country, that's the world. They've switched it. And that's not by accident, I'm telling you. They do this to just try to sensationalize some of this and to scare you. I, 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 I don't want to, you know, get onto that uh, soapbox there, but that was not done, you know, accidentally. They did it on purpose so that when you go to look at those numbers, you're looking at the world numbers now instead of the U.S. numbers. Of course, the world is much higher. And, it, 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 and if you don't double check, you think, my goodness, there's over 100-some thousand deaths in this country when there are only 20 not only, but there are 22,000 compared to the, but they did that. That's, that's the media. Anyway, don't be afraid. Be not afraid, Jesus said. You know, we have nothing to fear. Jesus has overcome the world. He's overcome sin and death. That's what we're celebrating today and throughout this week and throughout this beautiful Easter season. So let's do it with great vigor and great zeal and just rejoice in that and proclaim that. Well, let's go. See, I'm kind of moving along here. I shouldn't have gotten onto that. But the Holy Father's Regina Celi message um, from the library of the Apostolic Palace um, uh, yesterday, Easter Monday, saying, Jesus' resurrection tells us that death does not have the last word. Life does. You see, in this time when all we're doing is being told about how many people are dying, death does not have the last word. Life does. And the, the Holy Father um, yesterday uh, proclaimed the joyous proclamation of Christ's resurrection resounds, he said. Easter Monday, uh, I guess he gave this Regina Chelly yesterday at noon uh, instead of Easter Sunday. So today is still Easter Day. That's why. Um, his remarks focused on the gospel from yesterday that recounted the fearful women who meet Jesus himself as they were running away from an empty tomb. And Jesus said, do not be afraid. Then he asks them to tell his disciples to go to Galilee where he will see them. The Holy Father said with these words, the risen one entrusts the women with a missionary mandate to the apostles. This is how Jesus rewards them with a gesture that shows attention and predilection. Throughout his public life and passion, they had been faithful in showing him selfless dedication and love. These are the women who 
were with him during his uh, um, his uh, public ministry and the women who stood at the cross. These women, the Holy Father said, and the disciples were slow to believe, even though Jesus had foretold a number of times that he would die and rise again. They were not ready yet, Pope Francis said. Their faith needed to take a qualitative step forward. Only the risen Jesus gift of the Holy Spirit could have provoked them to take that step. You know, have we ever been there, my friends? We, we, where, you know, the Lord has been very obvious to us in his presence in our lives through one way or another, and we weren't ready yet. You know, we just had our, our, our hearts were not open enough. Our minds were not open enough to that great reality of, of our Lord's presence in our lives and the miracles in our lives. The Holy Father said, uh, many others after him, after Peter, have boldly proclaimed Jesus' resurrection. That proclamation, the Holy Father said, has spread everywhere, reaching every corner of the earth. It has become a message of hope for everyone. You know, you stop to think about it. Here we are in those days, 2,000 years ago, at that empty tomb and the women running away and the apostles are hiding. From that point to where we are today, where this message, this bold proclamation of Jesus' resurrection for 2,000 years has been proclaimed boldly and in many cases under penalty of death. So many martyrs down through our great church history. You know, we saw uh, over the weekend where I think it was in Kentucky, one of the Baptist churches had their Easter service anyway, in spite of what their governor had said. And it was pretty scary because you saw the police officers in that town, I mean, whether the state police or the local police department, I'm not quite sure, who went and they were taking down license plate numbers. And then would send, eventually send citations to those who were there attending church, which, you know, didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I, even I got a notice here in my mailbox. As I said, I, you know, the Ewing Police, we, we, we uh, operate here in Ewing Township, New Jersey, and we have a wonderful relationship with the Ewing Township Police. They've been great anytime we've needed them for anything, not that we have had any major event, but, you know, there have been a couple of alarms that have gone off for one reason or another, and the Ewing police have been here. Great, great, a great police force. We we love our our police force here in Ewing Township. But I did receive a notice last week that was put in our mailbox by the police chief saying that some churches were going to have, uh, you know, drive-in services, and the, we I guess they didn't, they see our sign out front says domestic church media. They may have been a little confused, thought we were a church, and warned us not to have drive-in church services. But then you drive, you know, you drive uh, on the way to the post office from here, and I pass a big Wawa, and the parking lot is packed. Or right next door. Cars in front of the liquor store. So what's going on? But I, on the other side of that, I find it 
in a, in a way invigorating because we can become like the first disciples. We can become like those apostles. We can, we can proclaim the Lord Jesus because that's what really matters. And after Peter, down through the ages, so many have boldly proclaimed the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as Holy Father said. And that proclamation has spread everywhere to the four corners of the earth. No, I I sit here in this beautiful little studio that we have. It's not so little, actually, but beautiful studio that we have here at the Sheen Center. And I'm speaking into a microphone, and I'm all wired up here with our Internet and our YouTube and our Facebook and our radio stations. And this proclamation of Jesus Christ risen from the dead literally is being proclaimed around the world right now by little old me. Very humbling, but I'm, I'm happy to do it. We all are called to be heralds of the gospel. Every single one of us is called to be a herald of the resurrection. And Holy Father said, Jesus' resurrection tells us that death does not have the last word, life does. And then Holy Father said, Christ, my hope is arisen. This is why outlook can be hopeful amidst life's most difficult and uncertain moments of life, the Holy Father said. This is the Easter message that we are called to proclaim with words and above all through the witness of life. In our homes and in our hearts, may this joyful news resound, Christ, my hope, is arisen. There's not one of us today who should be saddened by what's going on around outside our homes. We should be rejoicing with what's going on inside of our domestic churches. Christ, our hope, is arisen. That's the Easter message. That's the Easter joy. That's why I say, you know, if you have the TV on and you're looking at the scrolling death counts and, and, getting, all, and, and getting all mixed up with the politics and all the other stuff that's going on now with all this, it can certainly drag you down. You need to turn that off and need to, again, in your domestic church, have it be a place of joyful, joyful news that Christ, our hope, is arisen. And feast, celebrate. You know, I, I, I think you know, I'm surprised. The bakeries are open. You can go get some cannolis and that stuff. You should be fe- we should be feasting all week. If you can get to the store <laughs> or whatever way you do it. We should be riding on a cloud with this great news. Now, concluding his remarks, this is the Holy Father's Regina Celli. Um, he invoked the Blessed Mother, the silent witness, he called her, of Jesus' death and resurrection. He asked her to help us believe in the mystery of salvation, that when uh, welcomed with faith, it can change our lives. This beautiful mystery of salvation can change our lives. He said, Holy Father said, it is this Easter wish that renews everyone. I entrusted to you, our mother, whom we now invoke with the prayer of the Regina Celli. And then he prayed the Regina Celli, Queen of Heaven. But again, my friends, you know, this is a, 
uh, obviously the most unusual Easter we've all spent in our lifetime and probably will be the most unusual Easter we've spent in our lifetime. We'll remember Easter 2020 as not the Easter that never was, but perhaps the Easter that in a special way allowed us to celebrate so... um, uh, I would say cozy, but in a way that we're, you know, so close where it's us, those who are closest to us in our life, in the place that we are called to make our domestic church. We're not sitting in some pew, you know, the back of the church with our minds wandering How many people on Sunday, Easter Sunday, and I hope even today and throughout these days, because Mass is on, of course, on these stations three times a day, where you can attend, so to speak, daily Mass. Now you have the time. You can pray the rosary three times a day here on our station. You can pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. You can listen to to great... Uh, teachers from EWTN, all with the same Easter message. That we're not distracted by our jobs, we're not distracted by what's going on in the outside world. Our homes have become sanctuaries, places of prayer, places of peace, places where we can live our faith without interruption. People are bored, right? People are saying they're bored. (laughs) People miss work. But seize the day, you know, seize the Easter day that we have in our domestic churches and help us to believe the mystery of salvation that we celebrate this week. There's so many opportunities yeah, we could find ourselves, you know, getting a little stir-crazy perhaps, but it's a beautiful day. You can go out in your backyard or on your porch. It's still your domestic church. And pray your evening prayer, pray your, your morning prayer, pray your I love night prayer. I, I love praying night prayer myself personally. It, it helps me to sleep. It's, it's great. But it's all within the confines of our domestic churches. No, we're not. We're not distracted by the, uh, the things that a month or two months ago were were important then, but not important now. And let us be here for you. Let us be a part of your your day. Let us come into your domestic church. That's why we are domestic church media. When we first began this apostolate eighteen years ago. It was always our intention to make it a, an apostolate that, that appealed to, to families, appealed to, to mothers and fathers raising children and, and families, members of all ages, to really build up marriage and family life. Because as the church teaches, the, the family is the basic cell of society, and our homes and our families must become like miniature churches little domestic churches. And so as we celebrate this week, 
and you have your radio on or your Amazon Alexa or your Google Home, or you're watching YouTube or Facebook, wherever you're participating with what we do here, it gives us great joy to know that we are able to come into your home, to come into your domestic church and be a part of your family in that sense. So I'll end on that, my friends. I only have about 40 seconds left here before the music comes on. And and, uh, before we do that, though, again, I want to remind you, please, that we have postponed our Radiothon. We've not canceled it. We're hoping, looking ahead to May. But again, I don't want to make any commitment until we see uh, when the the country gets back to business here, how that's going to work and what's going to be the best time to do this. But in the meantime, it does cost us $25,000 a month to operate. And all of that help us pays our bills and pay our bills, our insurance, all of our all the things we have to be going on here. We can only do that with you. So please, first of all, thanks to all of you who are already again, your, your donations come in, you're making your monthlies. That's great. We appreciate that. Some people for Easter have added a little extra, which is beautiful. We thank you for that. Uh, but uh, again, please, if you have benefited from what we do here, If you enjoyed the Easter music on Sunday, if you're listening to the radio station now more than you ever did, uh, again, no amount is too small and no amount is too great. We just ask you, please, to donate. Uh, You can mail it to us, but also the best way is to go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and click on the Donate Now button, and uh, that's that's how we will um, be able to uh, accept your gift without having to go to the post office or anything. So... Again, my friends, if you want to help us out, you can go to uh, domesticchurchmedia.org and make a donation. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you, and God love you.